Hey everybody, welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where my cousin and I talk about Kirk Minahan and the happenings inside of his world. My name's Buddy, he's Blind Mike Staddy. Blind Mike Staddy, say hello. Good evening. Andrew, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Chilling. So, we, you know, we usually save the, the taking calls question for like the guests, so like how they, how they, uh, how, how, we usually ask the guests how they feel about calls, I should say. Um... And I actually kind of wanted to do that just as like a little like like just the three of us this week, because we had a little show disagreement kind of on Twitter. Um, I just I am very bored with the like bless my baby calls and and like the like that kind of stuff. It's just it's just like a me thing. It's, it has not like I hope I, it's not a criticism of the show because Kurt can't control who calls in. It's just like mad lazy and like weird to me that people want to do that. I know BMD did try to do that, like but <laughs> I just like. It's just not for me. Like, what do you guys think? For me, I like it. I love them. Um, they're entertaining. I think it's it's funny to hear Kirk go back into that quasi, like, because you know he's channeling his inner Catholic childhood days for that. Mm-hmm. So it, he's just he's just mocking all that, and it sounds as someone. I, I mean, I'm always, I wasn't in the Catholic Church, but I was in Catholic light, the Episcopalians, if you will. So with that, I really. I, I like them. I think it's funny. It gives the funny flashbacks. It's a humorous thing, and, and now you have people's balls being blessed. <laughs> um, I, get, I get... I think it's cute. I think it's opportunity for different men of fans to call in. I don't know. That's kind of queer. I just said that. But, um, I mean, I can't really criticize because I myself have attempted to do that while at the hospital with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, I put my wife on the phone and then Kirk and her started chatting a little bit, and then uh, she gave the phone back to me, and I forgot to ask for the blessing. I was like, "Okay, bye." So I'm I'm glad you brought up the the second yeah. part of that because because I also tweeted about that, um, yeah. which which was that like I'm those like the coerced wife calls are are just as as awful to me. You know, like <laughs> like like it's not bad, or 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 the coerced kid calls with like dad whispering in the background. Yeah, I yeah. just like. It's just, it's just it's very cringe to me, and I feel like like all the calls we're all losers, we're all shitty. Like Kirk drags all of us through our calls all the time. I'm not even like like a good caller. You guys are the good callers. Like you you Sopranos guy, Tim, Steve, all you, you guys are the fucking like like goats. You know what I mean? But like Kirk drags everybody through the calls, and when when like those, it's just like oh my god. He, I feel like even like sometimes Kirk is dragging through them. He's like this fucking like the dude's talking yeah. about Peggy Lawton's and shit. You know. <laughs> But in fairness, like we got the show title was generated from that call this week, uh, Monday show. You're young, you're what older than yesterday and younger than tomorrow, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like a nice little quote. Mid baptism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In it's him, like with him, in the unity of the Holy shit. Spirit. Yeah. So <laughs> you can tell you was, go to church more than Kirk does. Yeah, but it was it was it was nice. We, at least that provided some content for the show, provide us with a show title. Where most of those other calls, they really don't provide us with anything, you know? They just provide us with Kirk giving a blessing to the baby, either saying don't be a loser like your parents or <laughs> whatever, you know? That's a good point. I always like them. Keep them coming to me. I, I can't get yeah. enough of them. And the I calls, think I, I, it's always funny when, like, the, when sometimes there's some... There's some parody callers who can do different characters and break character, and then there's other times there's one who can't. Like, 
the day drunk Greg Hill called and said, I'm Julie DeCaro. You're like, no, no you're not. Yeah, that would have worked. That was so but, funny. No, but that was funny, though. The, the yeah. saddest part of that is that he was Julie DeCaro, but then drunk Greg Hill took off. Like, <laughs> it's just over. <laughs> He's like, All you're right. done. All right, Andrew, you got the news ready or what? Yeah, I got it ready. All right, let's do it. We interrupt this segment of Kirk and Off to find out what's been going on in the Minifan world with Andrew Augustus. An enemy is back. One week off for the show, Steve comes through in the clutch. I'm Andrew Augustus, and this is the Kirkinoff Minifan News. So that guy who really can't write a blog to save his life is back in the Minifan world after taking cyber-stalking to an entirely new level. Kirk has made edict that anyone who associates with the aforementioned asshole will be doxxed. But the fallout of that saw many Minifan accounts go silent, get shut down, turned off, deleted, private, and started Minifan on Minifan drama as Minifans were going after each other. They, they, guys, they, there was just literally too much shit going on, so let's just make it clear. You associate with Mr. Reiser, you're fucking going to be outcast in the Minifan world. Plain and simple. Just stop. Done. <sighs> anyway. Another Minifan enemy is back shit talking and blocking everyone associated with the show after Warden of the North blessed us with this amazing video. Hey, not today. B, that's still sports. C, no. exciting news in the WNBA. Man, that just goes to show you how there are so many thin skin losers out there. The show announced that there will be no shows next week as Kirk and Big Steve will be working on the case. Speaking of the case, we finally have a release date of April 5th for the first episode of the case, which has taken the crew up and down the eastern seaboard. In the absence of the show, Justin said he's going to be putting on more content within the YouTube channel, but the same rule still applies. You associate with the asshole, you're not going to be on. In the competition field, Team KMS wiped the floor with Team Nightmare. The momentum shift really happened when Kirk got all four Bruce points correctly by guessing all the songs, while Captain Khans floundered and looked like a fraud. After the match, Khans reached out to Kirk and off, unsolicited, might I add, and said, quote, I got lucky. I knew I couldn't slip up against Kirk or he was going to steal. I didn't anticipate both questions would be listening to songs. But the highlight of the match came as Big Steve had his moment and clinched the match with a geography question. Sadly, it was a rough night for Jared who barely was any help to the team and actually cost the team a point in a baseball question. He says he was contemplating leaving the team, but Kirk talked him into staying. And I know we all hope it for a rocket turnaround if the questions are switched to wrestling. In the Weekly Dozens ranking, Team Kirk remained in the third spot and moved up in the fan voting one spot from last week, but Team Uptown Balls has confirmed to Kirkinoff News that they would like to take on Team KMS, setting up a Schmitty vs. Kirkminahan brew showdown, but the show has their sights set on the Experts Fraud Team or Frank and the Frank at rematch, or maybe even the At Crew. I'm Andrew Augustus, Kirkinoff Minifan News. Send tips to at Andrew Augustus or at Kirkin underscore off. And now let's get to Blind Mike's daddy and buddy with Aussie Stooley. And rest in peace to Blind Mike's penis, who was sadly aborted today.
I'll see Stooley's here with us. Um, let's start off with our normal question. When did you start listening to Kirk? Um, probably, I wouldn't say the back end of the KNC era, but like kind of in the middle, maybe 2015-16. Um, I've said it before, I got onto it by um, the Dan Libertad show talking about the guys from Boston who always talk shit on them, so I thought, hey, I'm going to listen to this and, <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck Dan Libertad, and I was a, a Mina fan through and through. That's always a fun start to get off with Levitard. Was it? Wait, wait, so you were initially a Levitard fan, and that's just kind of one of those things that just developed. Especially being in Australia, I think it, it kind of takes everyone by surprise when you hear you have fans that are all the way across the world. Yeah, I um, I used to put ESPN Radio on when I was going to sleep at night because you know you'd get the Mike and Mike in the morning, which was you know it was all right as a young guy, and then. Dan Libertad would be on after, so if I struggled getting to sleep, then I'd be hearing Dan Libertad, you know, kind of enjoyed Stu Gotts' character being that sort of degenerate guy, and yeah, then one episode, they talked about Kirk and Jerry putting shit on him, the usual suspects, and yeah, <laughs> that was it. See you later, Libertad, I haven't listened to him since. I, I I don't think there's a person maybe, like, in that business who's fucking softer than Dan Libertad, and he just, like, <laughs> he hears everything you say about him, he'll probably hear this, and just fucking cry about it, like, it but also, nothing was more pathetic than him crying about the ESPN. What was it, John Skipper getting fired? Because yeah. they caught him, like, doing blow. Like, fuck you, dude. Such a pussy. <laughs> like, Have you called into the show? I've tried a few show? times, but I've tried, but I never get through. Like, because we have to use the international numbers, like, 10, we have yeah, to start yeah, yeah. with 1011. And yeah. I, I've got it saved, but I've never gotten through. I know Menders <laughs> has a few times, so I'm kind of jealous, yeah. but mm-hmm. one day I might. I, I wonder if Menners gets on, like, like the couple, I, I think one time he got on randomly, but I think the last time he must have been queued up by Steve, right? Like, he called into Steve? Yeah, he um, he, he mentions a few times, like, usually when he's on now, it's because Steve or Kirk have DM'd him and said, hey, we want to get you on the show to talk about this, so, but yeah, I think he's gotten through two or three times just by pure luck, and, you know, then there's the other Aussies who get through and Steve freaks out thinking it's Menners. <laughs> do, you, do you know any other Aussies who listen besides for you and Menners? Yeah, we got um we got our group chat. We've got six of us um, oh. downstairs area. Uh, I'm not outing him. I know he's a he's a expat uh, Bostonian, but now lives in Adelaide in Australia. So he's one of them. And then there's a f- I think three or four more in the chat. And we've got Tim and Canton in the group chat just because he wanted to be in there. So I mean, <laughs> you can count him as a seventh one, I guess. So what did you think of Mena's appearance this week? I thought he was okay. You know, he I mean, he's one of the bad guys. You know, so. Whenever he goes on, he's going to get a bad rub from Steve. Kirk's going to sort of talk down to him. But I think he handled himself a lot better than Mayo did. Mayo was, um, like, backtracking again. Like, Mayo on Twitter is totally different to Mayo when he gets a call. He needs to be Mayo on Twitter when he gets a call. Because, like, don't cower to Steve. Like, go at him. I know, you know, we've discovered that Steve has information on Mayo. But I, I really, deep down, I don't think Kirk's going to let him use it. So I feel like if yeah, Mayo just no. bees Twitter Mayo... It'll he'll come off a lot better. He's still going to get hated. Like we've all seen the arm, um, the Facebook thread. He's hated on the Facebook thread. He's hated on Twitter by a lot of people. But I mean, men, men has just performed better than him on that day. But I, I that's think, very rare. I think too, it's it's easier for Menners in that spot because he's he is what he is. Like like they say it all the time. He's a known contrarian. You know what you like, and so is Mayo, of course. But you know what you're going to get when you call like Menners, and he he like sticks to his shtick, and like he hates Steve. I mean, everybody hates Steve, yeah. I guess. But like you know, so like I, I think it's like a, kind of an easier spot for him. But I agree. Like I, I agree about Mayo. He does. He talks like a lot of shit online, kind of like you know, not necessarily all bad. Like like I. What is that? What just happened? Sorry. Here comes the sun. 
That's what, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm in an interview, man. <laughs> that's my roommate. Oh, <laughs> hey, no problem. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> Good. It, just, it doesn't matter. I was lost anyway. I was going around in circles next. <laughs> so one of the things uh, we, we're talking about, Menners, one, welcome to the Block by Menners Club. Well, at least I was blocked for a day. I've, I've since been unblocked. But was uh, Same. Did, did, did you know of Menners before any of this happened, or was this kind of just like you both found out each other through the show? Yeah, we like yeah we found each other through the show. Um, he reached out to me a few times during the K and C times where I tweet about it and talk about it and tag him and stuff, and I just thought, okay, I don't know how real he is about this. I don't know if he really knows who Kirk is. But then when the show started at Barstool, you know, we started started talking a little bit more you know, dropping show hints and stuff in our chats. And then, yeah, one day we, I think when the YouTube just started, he just said, hey, why don't we just do this? We, we can do an Aussie show, like the Minifan show. D, he talked to DEC about it. And that's when we first met at his studio in Sydney. And, um, but yeah, purely through the show. And now, even though there's a, I don't want to go behind the fourth wall, but even though there's a big rivalry at the moment between me and him because of the bracket challenge and, you know, he blocked me, he's unblocked me, I'm the GVE side. It, we are still friends behind the scenes like we do still talk he's helped me out a lot with my podcast because you know that's quite kind of his area of expertise we talk shit about cricket because let's face it it's boring as shit and he's obsessed with it so you know we have a bit of banter there but yeah our friendship was born through kirk minahan so you know it's a good thing to have did uh did you go to his restaurant i have i've been see where where i'm based for work is like an 800 meter walk from his cafe so i've been there heaps of times for breakfast and seen his uh, business partner. I haven't seen him there, but it, they do amazing coffee and really good eggs. That's all I can say. <laughs> so Andrew just obviously alluded to it. You're, you're part of the Block by Menace Club. Can I read you a quote that BMD got from Menace? Yeah, yeah, go oh, for it. Menace says, it, uh, it's a sad, att- uh, about you. It's a sad attempt to escape my shadow. Involves getting close with the GVE guys. But overall, I wish him the best and, and my grudges are primarily directed at John and BA. I'm just blocking people who think putting Zonkar in a bracket's okay. Well, do you have a response to that? Uh, I feel like I have to get out of his shadow, don't I? Everyone sort of refers to me as, you know, men as understudy. Um, the GVE thing was just a, when you're hated by Kirk as much as I am for being boring and things like that, you just kind of got to, you know, fully move over to the hated side, the dark side. Um, the the controversial bit about the whole of the last Aussie Minifan show where I discussed you know DMs with Zonka at the time, which were literally when he was still loved by the world. Um, I think it was April twentieth, um, twenty twenty was the last time we corresponded. So it was purely just he said he loved the show, he liked the energy we brought, and he thought we were funny. That was really the extent of the DMs. And since then, you know, I've seen him reply to things on my Twitter feed. I've seen other Minifans go at him like replying the threads so i thought oh, i mean everyone's doing it i'm not afraid of it and i mean the fact that he's in the um the bracket challenge uh, part of the gve bracket challenge i mean bob murchison's on the hall of fame so ballot so i mean it's not the same thing but i mean zonka's a lesser sort of villain to what bob murchison is so it's, it's just a bracket made by some fun fun fans and Menes can disassociate with it all he likes, but you know he's on that bracket. We're going head to head. I know he's sort of saying things about, you know, not wanting to be on it. So hopefully he can get knocked out. But I know deep down he wants to win that bracket. Everyone so, wants to win that bracket. So. So ju- just just to be clear, you haven't spoken to Men- uh, to, to Zonker in in o- almost a year. 
Yeah, April 20th last year, I think, was the date I checked. So how, how do you feel about Kirk blocking you for that? Do you, you think Kirk just like just misunderstood what happened? or? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, my com- I probably didn't portray my comments um, as good as I probably should have. I, 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 when I hear it back, I do make, it does sound like I do still regularly DM with him. But, I mean, that's Kirk. I'll probably be back for the March Aussie Minifan show. He is hoping because it's good fun doing it. And I don't know if he'll be able to replace me. But, you know, it was misconstrued comments. I think Mendes added to a little bit of that, pushing it and pushing the video clip and things like that. But uh, it's all in good fun. Hopefully I'll be back soon. Hopefully. So so if Kirk if Kirk was listening right now, what would you tell him or do to get back on the YouTube channel? Ooh, do to get back on. Mm-hmm. This is I don't know, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he should be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know he listens, so. Yeah, I mean it's me, so he's probably not going to listen once he sees my name pop up. But um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I can just make Menes interesting again. <laughs> he's kind of been a little bit of a a little bit of a bore since he's taken the um, you know, get down on his knees to please Jesus sort of phase <laughs> of his Menes life. So I guess I can kind of make him interesting because I know evil Menes is back there. Original Menes is still in there somewhere. He brings it out sometimes. I, so I can make that show interesting, but I are, guess Kirk doesn't really care. <laughs> are you promising to make Menes great again? Yeah, I am. I'm the only one who can do it. When you guys are doing the show, what's it having? Do you feel like there's a, a, a little disconnected from the Menes fans just because you guys are so far away? Yeah, um, I mean, for me, it's not as bad because I, I work night shift, so most of my shifts start after 7 p.m., so it's kind of when the, the Twitter's getting moving, so I'm really not out of the loop unless I choose to be, but, you know, before I did start doing night shift, it was really hard because, you know, we're waking up in the morning when everything's dying down, the show's already been out, everyone's already talking about it, but still feel like we're part of the family, you know, like, we're still in with the show, we get all the jokes, I mean, so I criticize the show sometimes, but I listen every every episode, even the Wednesday ones, I mean, let's face it, they're boring, but I still listen, I can't get enough, but there is a small disconnect, but I think the Aussie Minifan show has kind of helped that, it's helped us explain what it's like being a Minifan from, like, all the way over here on the other side of the world, and, you know, there's always positive bits where Kirk talks about how he'd love to do a show in Australia, probably not anymore, but then, you know, you hear him talk about how it's like a 20-hour flight and there's no fucking way he's ever going to do that. So that kind of gets you down. But we'll be over there eventually to take in a Madawaska and, you know, finally meet some Mina fans that we've kind of been friends with for so long on Twitter but never actually met. So what do you make of all the Twitter drama that's going on? Are you keeping up with that? Like, you, oh, yeah. you got accounts dropping like flies? Yeah, I was driving back from my house um, which is like six hours away from where I work yesterday. So I was sort of in and out. I was checking in on breaks, but um, it's kind of crazy, man. Like a lot of people throwing different names around, like Mayo, Zonka. Um, people were saying Steve was the one behind it. I just, I get like people say that if you can't like own up to what you say on Twitter and you fear that you're going to lose your job because of what you say, then maybe you shouldn't be saying it. But at the same time, Twitter is a different world like it's not real world it's not real life it's the miniverse it's it's supposed to be like a safe haven and escape from reality but more and more these days it's becoming it's minifan it's minifan civil war like it's been going it's been brewing for a couple of weeks now um steve i think is finally you know had enough of the hate coming towards him and you know people like mayo trying to go into dms to try and bring him down i think he's starting to step up his rage and hatred of the minifans and 
you know, in turn, those that don't like him, which used to be Menace, are now, you know, stepping up their game and it's it's starting to get real ugly. The the Steve Seeker fans and the the Steve haters are now coming together and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be messy. We're gonna lose a few more, I think. I, I have a couple follow up questions to that. The first of which is you work six hours from your home. <laughs> yeah, I so <laughs> What? I live I live um, like in country New South Wales, the state that I live in, but I work in Sydney and I live with my roommates just south of where I work. So I have a workhouse, which my, my missus calls the bachelor pad. And then I have my family home when I have, I try to link my days off three or four in a row so I can get up there and I, spend some time. I'm so glad I asked that question because I've seen you like post pictures of your family and I was like, I know that like we had obviously the run-in with your roommate a couple minutes ago. I was like, I know it's like they have a roommate in their house with them. Like, you know what I mean? But, but nah, so I have two houses. <laughs> oh, it must be nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> but my, my next question is, is about, about this Minifan civil war you just mentioned. Do you, do you think like in your heart of hearts that it's Minifans who are going after um, other Minifans and making them drop out? Or do you think it's, it's uh, some of these bad actors say? I, th- I, th- I think Brian Richo has a lot to do with it. I think we saw what he did with, um, uh, blind prison Mike mm-hmm. I think he sort of showed his hand there and I think it's definitely I think he has probably burners in the world that have ingratiated themselves in the world and now he's using them to bring you know the people that don't like him down it was sad to see Red go um, I mean you shouldn't be targeting people at work like that's just ridiculous don't take away their livelihoods and I I can't I don't want it to be other Minna fans but you know we're a weird crazy unhinged bunch you know there may be some inner fans that might get pleasure out of doing this. And, you know, is there truth to the rumor that Steve is behind some of it? It could be, loosely, maybe through his words, not quite his actions, but I I think it's definitely Brian Riccio. I think he's got something to do with it. Scumbag. <laughs> so the Steve thing, as you, you it, it's kind of, it, to go on grand old US politics scale, you're saying it's just like, Trump wasn't at the the Capitol insurrection, but his words didn't ha- not fuel the fire. Like you think, like that's kind of a thing from Steve. Like it, it just some of Steve's languages. Or yeah, use and of language. I I think it is, I, and I don't think it's like just unknowing to. I think he premeditated it. I think he knows what he's doing when he you know mentions certain minifans professions. Maybe leaves a small part of their name in when they call them and they go to voicemail. I think it's it's definitely premeditated, but I mean. He knows what we're like. He might not like Mina fans, but he knows exactly what type of people we are. And I think he, along with most of it, is Brian Richard. It just has to be. He's notorious Kirk hater and scumbag. But I think Steve, for some of his hardcore supporters, I think the words that he says and chooses on the show kind of go out and encourage his fans to do things that he won't tell them to do. But, you know, it, it's in the messaging. So, so you're saying... You- you really think that like Steve would would try to do something to hurt Minifans? Oh, when you put it like that, because <laughs> because like I know I know that's that's why I had to ask obviously because if not we're gonna get shit on for sure. But like yeah, but but also like it, it is kind of what it sounds like. You're saying Steve has this information. He knows if he puts it out, somebody will pick it up and then can hurt another Minifan. So, do I can't I can't believe that you actually believe that. Uh, when. When you look at the people like like Red, who Kurt, uh, Steve absolutely hates, like despises him every time he's on, he either drops him or calls him the c like, like the c word. Um, 
I could see it being true, but you're right. When you put it like that, going actively out to hurt Mina fans, you know, it might not be in his wheelhouse, but still, <sighs> he, he, I've seen in some threads people talk about the messaging that he uses, like the whole Red situation and some of the things he in the weeks leading up that he'd mentioned about Red on the show that could have caused it to happen, but still actively going to hurt Mina fans. That's a long shot. I, I can see Brian Riccio doing that because he's trash, but... Yeah, Steve. So I don't know. It's it a hard one. Like, it sounds like what you think is that Steve wasn't necessarily a trying to have Minifan on Minifan, but would drop hints and was kind of like a shrapnel effect. I I think I think Steve like just to cut in. I think what Steve is doing yeah. is is saying like, hey, I know shit about you too. You know what I mean? And like and like that's, that's kind of like and that's just kind of like like where where he ends in like unfortunately like. Not to defend Ozzy Suley, but unfortunately, like maybe people take that and and do terrible yeah. things with it. But I but I don't think like Steve is premeditating being like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking no. get red fired from whatever he's doing. But, yeah, but, yeah, you're right. He probably doesn't mean to have it happen. But yeah, what he says can be misconstrued. Like my words with Zonka were misconstrued. You know, maybe he's got a menace on his side that's taking the words and running with it. But yeah, to say he actively goes out to hurt Minifence. It is a long shot, but I've seen I've seen the theories put out there. But I I just I think first like first and foremost it's Brian Riccio. You know we've seen him do it before. He has a track record. He absolutely hates Kirk. He can't get over it. Kirk sort of sent a message to him when he sort of mentioned his brother and how they were going to go after Apple, even though it was a kind of long shot. I think Riccio is definitely the main man behind it. Who's working with him is it's hard to pick. Like Mina fans are crazy. So at this point, it sounds like maybe a more unified Minifan front could be happening. So this little Minifan civil war, what's it going to take to, uh, to to get this thing to end? What do you what do you think it's going to have to do? Well, I feel like it happened yesterday when Tim Riggles and um, Madawaska Rob left Twitter. Like they're Terrible, sort yeah. of universally loved characters in the Miniverse, and you know when they go after them and we lose them and possibly all in the Minifan family, I think it's time that everyone gets together and starts going after the real enemies, as Kirk has said. Countless of times, like we're Mina fans, we all love the same thing at the heart of it. We have different interpretations of the show, different parts we like, different parts we hate. But I think it's time to turn our eyes onto the main enemies, which is I you agree. know the Richos, the Murchisons, people like that that are trying to bring Kirk down. Uh, let's go back to a lighter note. Uh, do you have a favorite caller? I don't want to disappoint you, BMD, but it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Drunk Greg Hill. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Every time he's on, I, I, it cracks me up every time. He's just perfect. Yeah. We, no, we, we were just having, we, we were just laughed a little bit because uh, we, were just, we were talking about the time where Drunk Greg Hill tried to call in as Julie DeCaro again and it didn't exactly go over <laughs> so well. But. Yeah. I, with, with Drunk Greg Hill, I remember listening to his show going way back to like 2019 and I heard his voice when they were calling random Mina fans to abuse Steve for that not cutting the audio <laughs> gap. And I heard the voice and I'm like, holy shit, I think that's. Drunk Greg Hill. Then I listened to a few of his calls on the show, and I'm like, that's fucking Drunk Greg Hill. That's where we found him. So, you know, if Mina fans want to go back, it's pretty... I mean, he's not as hilarious on that call, but it is just cool to, you know, you discover Sheldon on that show, uh, uh, Drunk Greg Hill. And I know he's tried to do the Julie DeCaro thing. I mean, he's got the voice for it to, you know, have that not girl voice, but pretend to be Julie, but stick with Drunk Greg Hill. It's 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 so good. What, what about Drunk Julie DeCaro? <laughs> I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's... It's, I mean, not as good as Drunk Greg Hill, but I mean, just, just, just definitely, definitely a lot of tears. 
Oh yeah, oh definitely. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of um, a lot of hatred towards men would be on those calls, and <laughs> oh, I reckon you should try it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Bring it in. <laughs> I hate men. Um, so, is do you think Sheldon? I mean, Sheldon got aborted right away. Is he the new Chris from Rhode Island? I think Chris seems like it. The same. Yeah. Is it Chris from Rhode Island still? Visiting us oh, from Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chris was in Rhode Island. It seems like it. I mean, he has that, you know, distinct catchphrase as soon as he comes on. Hello, <laughs> gentlemen. It's like, bang, I bought straight away. Like, he needs to mix it up a bit. Uh, I know Sheldon. Sheldon uh, doesn't bore me as as much as uh, everybody else does. But ho- hopefully, he can get on sooner. Hopefully, when he. Uh, when he comes to the studio, or when he goes to the studio, he, <laughs> I don't he'll be able to smooth all that over, you know? I wonder if Kirk yeah. will let that happen. <laughs> hey, we'll see, you know. That's going to be interesting, man. I don't think that's going to... Uh, it has to. I mean, he won the prize. You have to bring yeah. him in. Yeah. But, man, Kirk's going to fight and kick and scream. It's probably just going to be Steve, Blind Mike, and Sheldon in for a day. That would be funny still. That would be funny. Or Kirk just fucking gets on Zoom or something and just does a show. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't talk, but just is there in video form. <laughs> He's shaking his head. It's like a bad episode of the Eric Andre show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, go ahead. We keep cutting you up. I know, right? It's, uh, no, uh, speaking of the calls, what's uh, we were talking about this earlier before you came on. How do you feel about the blessings that Kirk has been doing? Uh, are you sick of them? Do you like them? Like, where, where, where do you fall on this one? Because this kind of split us up a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it is annoying because I mean we talk about calls in the universe a lot. It's it's cool when they have like a shtick, like BMD. You've got your shtick. Drunk Greg Hill has a character, but when they call in, hey, I got a book reference, or I got a movie recommendation, or I'm looking for one, or hey, can you bless my baby? It's like ah oh, man, like <laughs> no one really cares. Like do something that makes the show better. Like make it entertaining i mean to sit there for three minutes while kirk has a really good riff about blessing a baby and tries to make it as entertaining as he can at the end of the day it's just not that great unless it's my girl ali t from boston that was a good one i gotta stick up for her but but ozzy stooley did you know that you are older than you were yesterday but younger than tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, that was, that, that's that was hold on. a blessing. Hold on, that, that, that was that was BMD's big takeaway. He's like, it's worth it because we got that because we got the, the show title. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, like I said, it's Kirk trying to make it as interesting as possible. Some he can hit on the nail of the head where they end up aborting them because you know the dad's being too annoying or the mum doesn't play along, or you get yeah older older than you were yesterday but younger than you are tomorrow. It's I didn't know it until he said it. So you know, yeah, learn, learn something new. Also, I, I heard you refer to uh, Ali T as uh, your girl. I believe you mean that lady from Facebook. Is that? What you're talking oh about? no! I know. I don't want to get in trouble again. I'm sorry. That girl. Okay. I only I, I only know her on um Facebook on um Twitter. Sorry, I've only interacted with her through Twitter. So I haven't found her on Facebook yet. Not that I'm looking. Not a creep. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I saw it in the comment. I saw it in the comment. <laughs> oh. What, what are my comments on Facebook? No, 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 no. I've seen, like, uh, someone asked a question about GVE, and she said uh, that they were the men's cells rebranded. And when I when I brought that up to, to BA, I referred to her as some lady from Facebook. Ah. On Facebook or something. She didn't, she didn't like that very much. I don't blame her, I guess. But. I know me and John from Scranton are on the Facebook, so he would have seen that for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's always in on that GVE stuff or BA bashing. <laughs> so how's the weather down there? <laughs> It's actually kind of muggy today. Like it? it's only like twenty three Celsius, so maybe fifty degrees. Um, but 
it's just yeah really fucking muggy and annoying so but lucky i don't go to work for another nine hours so hopefully it'll cool down by then okay we got blind mike's daddy's favorite question do you have any questions for us Ooh. yeah so as aussie mina fans we often yeah like we touched on it before where we sometimes feel disassociated from the world because we're not in Boston. We can't go to the shows. What are your guys' first opinions when you hear there's fans of Kirk from Australia? Like, to me, it's just it's just something that like like it's it's like a modern marvel. You know what I mean? It's fucking like so cool that like and, like that you're able to like you know take in this shit. I guess like I'm so dumb, guys. I'm sorry, but like it it makes sense to me though because like Kirk's. A fucking like like generational talent like everybody like, I mean how many people have said that on our sh- on our show and his show like just about him he's he's unbelievably like fantastic he's our, our Howard Stern like it, it makes sense to yeah. me that that people would want to take in that um that content BMD um I concur no um no it's awesome like it just shows like how talented Kirk is that he reaches the masses whether it's in Australia or yeah. England or wherever it's Canada it's great. Really is. I find it, I find it just hilarious the fact that you still found him was all through ESPN Radio. It, it's just <laughs> that, that Dan Levitard, yeah, that, that, that shit Dan Levitard, and they it come in. It's yeah. There's many upgrades people can make in life, and I think that's probably the biggest upgrade you can make oh, yeah. from like any listening standpoint. Yeah, if he just if he just didn't mention him on that one show that one time when I'd randomly woken up at two in the morning, I never would have found Kirk. But thank you, Dan Levitard. Shout out. So I um, go ahead. Uh, um, so you know we get a wrap down here for having all the deadly animals in Australia. And me and Jay on the bracket pre-show the other day were talking about some. What's what's the animal if you came to Australia that you'd be most scared of bumping into in the streets? Fucking kangaroo, dude. Those things yeah. are ruthless. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. The other ones, I, oh, they, everything can kill you down there. Like so, like, it doesn't matter. But like I don't like I'm not. I don't want to lose a fist fight to a kangaroo, man. Like. Yeah. I mean, we got brown snakes, great whites, crocodiles. I was going to say, give me the, the snakes I'd be more scared of. Because those things are just going to fucking come up to you and just get you right in the ankle. That's what does you in. I can at least kind of dodge a kangaroo, at least run away. They're not that fast. Or no, right? I just, I, I accept death in that in that scenario. It's just like, whatever, whatever. I, I'm done. It's, fucking, it's too hot for me anyway over here. I can't do it. Fuck it. The trick with a kangaroo is you go sideways. Don't run like north-south downhill against it. Because once they get bouncing, they're real quick. Just... Go sideways, go lateral. That's how you get them. But I mean, I've, I've so, fought a kangaroo, so I know what it's like. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Seriously? Like, why? Yeah. Where? Why? How? Yeah. How's that? So happen? we we went to a like a nature place up near where I live up north in Tamworth in the country, and it's supposed to be like a family friendly place. There's a park, but the animals sort of hop around. And my missus was feeding one the some of the food that you give it, and it just latched onto her shoulder and started biting her and like clawing her. And I could tell, like, she was freaking out, and it was trying to do the up kick where they get their paws into your belly and try and, like, gore your belly open. So I quickly had to, like, grab its hands, pull it away, and sort of grab it by the throat and, like, throw it down and not, with enough force to scare it to show that I was big enough so it would go away. And thank fuck it worked because my son was only, like, two at the time, and <laughs> if it had gotten real mad, it might have been a bad day for us. So Steve's known throughout the Miniverse as being a killer of animals with various objects. You think uh, you, you'd be willing to host him down in Australia for, from Australian hunting? Oh, yeah. He'd have a great time down here. There's ruse or a pest down here. So when you go out in the country and you go hunting, there's, you literally can't miss. And then, I mean, really, ruse are really the only thing that we hunt here. Occasionally deer, but you've got to be in the right areas for them. But, yeah, I think he'd have fun. 
I mean, bag or carcass would be great in between my drive from <laughs> Sydney to Tamworth. So there's so many. So let's let's quickly pivot to another one of our uh, mutual interests. So the blades are going down. When will they be back up? Uh, I'd love to say um, after the next season, but the, the tradition with us is we go down, we sell out our good players, and then we end up in League One four years later. So I'm not confident. I'd like to see them stick with the manager and keep them together, but we're going to lose Sander Burge. Um, Definitely. He's coming to Manchester United for sure. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that as well. Um, we'll probably lose Oli McBurney. Not too big a deal. He's trash, yeah, but yeah. I think we'll lose some big-name players and... It'll take a couple of years, I think. There'll be a couple of Sheffield derbies to enjoy, as long as they don't get relegated to League One, which is <laughs> looking likely at the moment. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a yeah. long, at least five years, I reckon. Yeah, I, um, you know uh, about the Blades better than I do. You really think they're going to get rid of Chris Wilder? No, I don't think. I think the, man, the owner, the Shakes, come out a few times recently and said, you know, he means so much to this club. It's not his fault. We're performing badly. COVID's really screwed us because we can't have fans there. Yeah. I think he's got his his full backing. I mean, if he was going to sack him, he would have done it by now. Like, we were pretty much down after 10 weeks in the year. You'd think you'd try to sack him then and try to save the season. But yeah, the fact yeah. that we are where we are still and he hasn't sacked him, I think he'll be there next year, and, and, which and, I, I enjoy. And and he's the reason that, that that team was even as good as they were last year. Of course, like, yep. they, things, things were different. Like, we, we talked uh, about, like, in the Minifans, in our Minifan footy thread, about how how important Dean Henderson was to them last season and stuff, yep. and like I know nobody's listening to this for soccer shit, but like, <laughs> but like, but at, but at the same time, like, like I I just don't see like Chris Wilder brought them through all that trash. Like he's he'll like he'll bring them back. They'll be fine. Yeah. Work work on the system, and like let's go. Me- meanwhile, Manchester United hasn't fucking scored a goal in three weeks. I don't know. I mean, so. he brought us up from League One. You know, he's been there for a long time now. He's he is one of us. He was a fan back in the day. And you're right, Dean Henderson was hugely important. It really sucked that we didn't want to give the $20 million to bring him over. Mm. I don't think he would have come anyway. He's a Manchester United fan. He wants to be their number one. Yeah. But yeah, at least at least we won yesterday. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping actually like Dino takes over because like, uh, De Gea is, I guess, away because his son's uh, one of his kids. Uh, his wife is going to have a baby. So... Uh, um, so I'm hoping that Dino just, take, Dino just takes over and just fucking lets, like, they let De Gea go and try to cash in finally. But, you know, who knows? It would be a good move. Dean Henderson is going to be a hell of a good goalkeeper for England yeah. one day. And totally. that time he, he gets that start at a big club. At least you're not Liverpool, losing uh, at home to shit teams. I know. Except yeah. us. Yeah. United have their own problems. I'm going to keep quiet about that. But you're second, so it's not all bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, that's that's totally fair. And as long as they finish in the top four like or do yeah. well in Europa. But, like, I don't get... And again, like this, we might actually have to cut this because I know literally nobody wants to talk about this. <laughs> but like the, the, the part that I don't like, Ole feels such a fucking strong team, dude. Like away up, well, no, no, home up four nil to fucking Real Sociedad. Why did any of those guys like Bruno only played a half? He shouldn't have played a half. Ratchet played a half. Yeah. He shouldn't have played a half. It's just it's so dumb. It's so small mind. Like it just you have to tell the player like he has to know to sit them. He has to tell Bruno to fuck yeah. off. Like yeah, yeah that's the time you're putting the young boys in. <laughs> it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating because, like, because like United with a top manager like would be out. They, they could be outrageous. You see what they do with a pretty good manager, like with, with an okay yeah. one. But like, it's just it's frustrating. They they get they get top of the league. I think January seventeenth. They, they've won two games since. Just like their 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 pits and valleys are crazy. You know. So it's, imagine yeah. if you had a good defense. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. Ima- imagine if our eighty million fucking captain, eighty million fucking pound captain, could do like, could do anything. Like it just wasn't just screaming at fucking. I mean, just think. Oh, do, do last you see season, Rashford shitting Sheffield on United him this week? were that. 
Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I didn't. Yeah, so, but, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, just think, other than last year, Sheffield United were so close to Europe. If it wasn't for that bloody Aston Villa result where yeah. we scored a goal, but they didn't allow it, we'd be yeah. in Europe. And yeah, and Villa would be down, dead last. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we, we're now dead last. All right, Andrew, what you got? So when you talk about possibly coming over these ways just to see a show live, who's the first minifan you'd want to meet? Like, get off the plane. You're gonna, you know you're going to meet some. Who do you want to meet first? Stay from, Co- like stay from Providence. Yeah. Really? Wow. Actually, that would be good. Be good to catch a Revs game. But um, probably <laughs> Steve from Providence. I've, I've been interacting with Steve from Providence for probably since the start of my minifan jersey since, journey, since his first call into the show that I listened to. So... Yeah, it would be cool to have a beer with him. Obviously, I'd have to pay, but you know, I don't mind. <laughs> but yeah, definitely stay from Providence. Tim, Tim, Tim from Kent would be a good one because he's like an honorary, honorary Aussie Minna fan. So yeah, so, those two are definitely top of the list. So so you have two houses, and you have to shove that in Steve from Providence's face just to get that. <laughs> I mean, cost of living is a little bit cheaper down here. You know? We've got free health care and things like that. So <laughs> I, rent, I rent both. I'm not allowed to buy yet. My missus won't let me buy until she's finished her uni degree. So, but still, yeah, two houses, two beds to sleep in. Well, actually, three if you count the spare guest room in the other house. <laughs> I mean, he could come down here and live with me if he wants. <laughs> Get him a job. B and D, you got anything else? Ooh. Uh, no. Not that I can think. Of. I think we covered it all. I don't know what else there's left to cover. I was hoping this would be the one week you didn't say that. Because then, <laughs> then every time you say that, I think of a question after. I'm like, oh, oh. fuck. No, it's okay. Andrew? No, I'm good. It's, it's, it's always good to finally talk with people I've been interacting with Twitter with and just being like, yeah. hey, what's up? <laughs> I know, yeah, because we've, we've so all been in that, that Minifan footy thread since, like, well, I mean, obviously since, like, the, like, the day we made it. But, like, when, when did that start? Yeah. No- November, December? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dave hit me up and said, hey, there's more Minifans that like soccer than we think. So, yeah, I think it was about November, yeah. I know, and yeah. It's been so, running hot since. I know, <laughs> yeah. I try, I try not to get too mad in there. So I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I don't want to talk about United in there because I'm gonna fucking blow a gas. Too many Wolves fans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of that, uh, Visual Estate has to come on because of that thread. We he, we got to get him on. We got to schedule that. That's great. Nice schedule. Mm. Um, so just to re- just <laughs> just to reiterate, so so th- I, that stuff on YouTube that got you banned. You haven't spoken to that guy since, right? No, no. All right. I don't so think I've tweeted with him, so. Yeah, so you said you would do whatever it takes to get back on YouTube. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that desperate. Like, let's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <of course>. <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy doing the show. Catching up with Menas once a month to talk, talk me in a fan stuff is just, it's fun, so. Mm-hmm. Th- uh, thanks so much for coming on. Go Blades. <laughs> Jeez, thanks for having me, boys. <laughs> Have a good one. You too, guys. No, it's gonna start right. a, I'm going to start talking. a trivia question. Nope. Okay. Stop talking. We're already rolling. I don't give a fuck. Okay, this is the first time we've ever done this. We're back because we were just bullshitting after the show, and Andrew just Andrew brought something up that, that he DM'd to us. Andrew, go ahead. I mean, so for, it's not that I DM'd to you. After the amazing performance by Team KMS on the Dozens Trivia... I just tweeted out something along the lines of, like, Steve shows up, good day Steve, bad day Jared, elite day for Kirk as always. And then I called Cons a a fraud for not getting Mm -hmm. any of the Bruce questions right. 
And on the Monday wrap-up show, I even gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, Kirk's going to get three Bruce questions because Khan's at least going to get one. So one, he made me look like a liar. So I was not happy with that. And then out of the blue, unsolicited, I get a DM from Khan saying, I got unlucky. I knew I couldn't slip against Kirk or he was going to steal. I didn't anticipate both questions would be listening to songs. That's just so, so unreal soft, dude. Like it's it's almost like as bad as like at I, least you at least you reached out to him. It's almost as bad as searching your own name. Like come like you don't have to like <laughs> you, like all due respect to Andrew Augustus of Kirkenoff News. He's Andrew Augustus of Kirkenoff News. You don't have to respond to that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to go on the news though. That should go. On. Yeah, it has to, dude. Oh, it's going in. No, it was great. Like, like, I, it's, it's I think the the best thing about it because I think I think that he. He thought that some Mina fans would be making fun of Jeff for like the way it's run. If anything messes up or this or that, and and, and I'm like, oh no, the like ninety nine point nine percent of Mina fans loved what Jeff's doing with the dozen. Mm. And I'll even give oh, Jeff yeah. credit; like, he's confirmed some stuff for me. Like, can we confirm that Kirk's going to be back on? He's like, oh yeah, you can do it. So it's it, they've been great. I love the dozens, but it was of just course, so yeah. funny that fucking cons out of the blue just shows up in my DM just. And I mean, I, I did ask him, like, I, I, I don't want to be like a total dick. So I was like, hey, like, I, I do this news update on like a Kirk, uh, a fan of Kirk podcast. Can I put this in the news? He goes, oh, yeah, sure. Go for it. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I, I, just... I, mean, I think he plays along with it. But it's, mm. I think it's, I think he's a little sour that he got very embarrassed. Because yeah, it probably even, hurts for sure. Yeah, he put too well, much even, pressure on himself. He, you they, know, were, he... they all made fun of him. I, even on the next dozen, they made fun of him. It's like, you couldn't get one. And I think and and I think Jared's gonna get all his wrestling questions wrong too. I don't think he's gonna get a single wrestling question right. The pressure's gonna be too much to for him. I have faith in Jared Carabas. So you do, I don't. So we'll make a bet about that. Yo, no problem. Um, <laughs> what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all. No, I, I was gonna say, but for for Ozzy Stooley, how's uh, what unique Australian trivia facts should Steve know for more geography? Oh, probably. Um, how many out of the top ten deadliest snakes in the world are in Australia? I think seven of them are, oh, including one yeah. and three. <laughs> That's what I mean. I would just, I would just, I'd be like, it's over. I'm just gonna fucking lay down. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just... <laughs> Good, goodbye, world. I, I will say, I will, and I, and I know. Uh, just to go back to the dozen for a second, I know it's impossible, but I'm not. I can't watch a dozen. That's I can't watch something that's not live like that. Once, I, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you can fast forward. Yeah, dude, it's just so I just can't do that, dude. I just no. Well, I wouldn't fast forward. I'm not saying that, but someone's gonna leak it. They're gonna talk about it, and then like I like if someone t- like I would record Bruins games when I went to work. If someone told me like what happened, I wouldn't watch the game. I'd be like yeah. so I'd be so mad about it. You know what I mean? Like I hate that shit so much. It's like, so tough. I, to I just can't do it, dude. Sports, though, but right. no, I know, no, no. That I I understand that. And that's what that's kind of like what like what um is the problem here? Like the where people people watch what happened. And then they, they just start tweeting about it. So Andrew, when when Andrew watched uh, the dozen, he already knew what happened. You know what I, I did mean? Did it right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ruined it for ruined it. everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. what I. But that's what I mean. Like when I'm, and I don't blame people for ruining it. I'm just saying I can't consume it. Like after that, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just. I, oh, I get, I'm bored it, by it. it. Yeah. For that, no, it's it's actually entertaining. Just the back and forth that happens, and I think one of the underrated things about what was it when they went on against Frank and the Frankettes with Nick Tarani. And without missing a beat, in his dry sense of humor, Tarani just goes, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm a little tired. I've been fixing bikes all day. He, <laughs> he played into the joke. And it was just so perfect. I'm like, y- 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 you can't hate Nick. 
So he's become he's he's slowly on a barstool level. He's slowly becoming one of my favorite people there, just because he's just he plays with the Minna fans and gets it and understands like it's all in the good nature. And even I think KB's even come around a bit too, because when KB first started calling, I we didn't like it. Um, BMD, do you want to share your your KB and Nick thought or no? Do you want to keep that private? I think we'll keep it private once we get we'll we'll we'll, ex- we'll try to get some information if we have that guest on. Okay. All right. Thanks again, guys. Okay. Bye.